so it's a great question, uh, but I think the number one thing I would give 20 year old self advice is, you know, what is it that drives you? Hello, Agency Go fam. Welcome to How to Scale an Agency, where we interview top digital marketing agency owners like Abstract Management, One SEO, and U Plus to learn how they scale to $10 million in revenue per year. If you would like to be part of a 200 plus member digital marketing agency owner community, go to grow.agencygo.io and sign up today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How to Scale an Agency. I'm on with William Cheshire of Chess Tech. Sorry, Chess Tech. And I'm super excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much, William, for being on the show. And thank you so much for being an Agency Go member. It's great having you in the group. And for anybody here who is interested in joining Agency Go, please feel free to go to agencygo.io and become a member today. We will teach you how to scale your agency to $185,000 per month in sales or your money back. Thank you, Will, for showing up. Uh, could you share a little bit about yourself? Yeah, Lucas, first, thanks for having me on the show. Obviously, I'm always a big fan of getting uh, behind the mic and having conversations, whether it be about business or whatever it might be. So thanks for having me on the show. Thanks for providing the platform for Agency Go. I've gotten uh, quite a lot of value from it as well. So just a little bit about myself. My name is Will Cheshire. Obviously, I own a Chesh Tech Digital Agency from the Seattle, Washington area, a little bit up north in a small little town called Bothell, although not too small now, Lucas, as you're well aware of the booming Seattle area. <laughs> as well. And, and I have a digital marketing agency. And basically what we specialize in is optimizing websites through modern technology in order for your businesses to make more money for it. So we partner with other digital agencies, usually through a website development, design and content strategy performance if they need it. And we usually utilize modern technology through what's called a headless CMS. Basically what that means for those of you that don't know is we basically decouple WordPress, Shopify for your e-commerce, whatever it might be. And we custom code the front end for performance, security, and scalability optimizations out of the box and for SEO, and then hook it up for the digital marketing teams for clients via WordPress, Contentful, or Shopify, or whatever it might be is our specialization. Right. And then we also are diving and getting into podcasts, production and editing as it. well, as I uh, have a broadcasting background, have my own podcast and uh, love to host. So I'm even offering out my hosting services for a little bit after getting some. I was going to say, you have a, you definitely have a radio voice. So it's, uh, it's definitely sounds like it's, it's, it's top notch, top quality. So uh, (laughs) give me a little bit of background too on headless CMSs in general. I think it, you know, it's definitely something I've heard a lot, especially with e-commerce sites. Could you describe to us a little bit about why you got into that space specifically? Where was the need you identified? And is it something that other, because we get other website developers who are part of this agency too. Is it something that you found a lot of people aren't doing that maybe other people might want to jump into too? Or what? what's the reason you got into that? That's a great question. And I had that question. I actually asked this question to a potential client the other day. I asked them, I said, hey, if you don't mind me asking, I said, how many other people? Because they were very intrigued when I brought up the solution from a modern technology kind of standpoint. And I asked, I said, how many other people pitch this to you? And, and you know, while you're doing this website stuff, how many people pitch this as an option? And he said, nobody. He's like, you're the only one. It's very intriguing. And, you know, I said, it's all about education with the headless CMS. Uh, to go back to your original question to answer how I got into it, how I identified the need. For me, it's all about user experience. You know, I'm a front end right. developer. I work with UI, UX designers all the time. And it's all about creating 
an experience for the user that's going to be the most easy for them, right? It's going right. to just be simple. And out of the box, what a headless CMS is, is it's called what's called a static site generator. So the biggest difference is, is it decouples WordPress websites or, you know, whatever it might be, Contentful, Shopify. It's super popular in e-commerce because of this, because conversions and site speed are so important. Uh, but basically all it is, is we use what's called a static site generator. So this could be Gatsby. It could be Next uh, if you're a React developer. It could be Nuxt if you're a Vue developer. And basically what it does is it pre-builds the website pages for you. And then it right. stores them in the user's browser upon entrance. So basically yeah. what that means in layman terms is yes. you do not have to take any resources from a database. It's all serverless. And mm. so... All that time when you have images, lots of content, lots of products in your e-commerce store, that takes a lot of time to load for the website. You'll notice in the ticker, next time you're on a website, see if that refresh button is circling every single time you click on a different page. You'll mm -hmm. notice on certain websites, it won't. It'll just yeah. instantly appear. And that's where the static site generation is in. There are some limitations, but in layman terms, that's kind of the difference. And out of the box, it performs a lot better than WordPress and Shopify. Yeah. And it's gained a lot. I think Netlify, the person who coined the term, just got about 118 million in their series. Wow. Round. Well, let's do this because uh, I'll, I'll give a disclaimer to the audience. I'm about to get pretty nerdy for a sec. So if you want to skip about a minute and a half, two minutes ahead to get into the uh, the business stats and everything, go for it. But I have a question for you. It's probably going to go over the heads of some people who are not website developers. So when it comes to that and the faster load times or maybe non-reloading times, sending things back to the the server and things of that nature. You know, one thing I've noticed to speed up site performance is to obviously do like single page applications as opposed mm -hmm. to having like multiple pages. Is this in any way related to that? Or is that is that is it like views with like React and stuff like that? Or is it something else? That's a beautiful question. It's a progressive web application and it optimizes and functions like a single web application, single page web application. Mm. So how Google does it, and this is, you actually have to do something within Google Analytics to ensure that you're tracking all the pages, which is a very simple thing to do. Google Analytics has it built in for it. But because it functions like that, yeah, it doesn't track the different pages because it appears to the website in Google as just one page. So it's just right. a quick little setting thing you do, but yeah, it's a great observation. It's It's exactly that. Very interesting. No, that's super cool. And um, I was just curious and, you know, we'll, we'll jump back into the business stats now because I know that that's what a lot of people are trying to figure out is, you know, how can you scale your agency? You've yeah. obviously, uh, you sounds like, when, when did you guys launch the agency? What year was that? Oof, I think officially it started as a, I was a sole proprietor back in April of 2020, but I did not incorporate the business and really start going until March, March, April of 2021. Got so it. Recent. So one year. So you're 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 about to hit your one year mark. Uh, just about. Congrats, man! I'm I'm actually going to be four years in business as of the 14th of February. Um, oh, there you go. So yeah, now a little extra is, reason uh, to celebrate Valentine's Day. Though, huh? A little love of the company. <laughs> well, we take, were we were. It was funny. I mean, it was funny because we were uh, both like college bachelors when we started, and honestly, we had no idea that it was even Valentine's Day. We completely forgot it was when we incorporated the business. We just it just was Valentine's that we forgot. So we were not going out on dates at that time, uh, focusing only on the business, which, um, you know, hustling away. But let me get a little bit of insight too into how, you know, you're such a brand new agency. Give me a couple of, uh, uh, how many clients do you guys currently have that you're working with? Yeah, so right now at this moment, I am working with four clients that I have uh, as a whole. And then, you know, I, I have a little bit more bandwidth for that. But at yeah. the moment, that's kind of where I'm at. And so I do things... 
I, it's all encompassing, right? I mean, I have a kind of a unique background to where I'm technology and marketing based. So I have a client right now where I've got a website retainer and we're just doing modifications and iterations. Then I have a right. real estate group where I'm just doing marketing consulting for them as well, which is an interesting product and, and, and thing because it's so much different than the technology yeah. side of stuff. So it, it definitely kind of ranges a little bit. I remember when I was first starting to scale my agency, I felt like I was running in a million different directions and I was eventually able to scale my agency twist to $1.7 million per year in revenue, but not until after I had wasted so much time and money through trial and error. This is why I launched our agency go community, the digital marketing agency community I never had. For only $19 per month, you get access to over $100,000 in deals, discounts, tools, and resources to scale your agency. I will also personally teach you how to grow your agency through our group masterclasses. What are you waiting for? Go to grow.agencygo.io and sign up for our membership today. If after 30 days your head is not exploding with value and you do not feel like you know everything you need to know to run your agency, I'll give you your money back. No questions asked. Again, that's grow.agencygo.io to sign up today. So people can start working with you, right? I mean, what is the range that you you charge? What's your typical retainer look like? Or how do you charge? Yeah, so I kind of charge on a project basis for the most part. Um, and then it, when it comes to retainers, like for example, if you have a website that you want to launch and you have some future iterations or an application that you're going to want to have some product and feature changes, especially if you're an MVP, there's so much change after that as well. Yeah. I mean, it can really go. I mean, the websites starting on just a straight development cost, if all I need to do is just kind of source the developer, usually we start at about 4,500 from that yeah. sense per project. And then we'll do kind of retainer basis, kind of based on a custom solution there. But, you know, that can be anywhere from $1,000 to up to $10,000, you know, depending it might be for the, the requirements of that certain Yeah. Project. Got it. And so, you know, one thing I always try to ask is if you were to scale your, cause it sounds like you guys are around like $10,000 plus uh, a year or something or a month, something like that. If you were to try to, you know, 10 X your business in the next 12 months, right. Give me some tactical steps of what you're planning on doing to 10 X your business, to get it to what it sounds like is past that seven figure run rate, you know, pretty quickly. What, what is the goal? How do you, how are you planning on doing that? Yeah, so a lot of my work and the, the the companies that I kind of target are companies that are going to be at a point where they're looking for their kind of initial investment or seed rounds to kind of get an MVP or a website out. So again, I, a lot of my background and the stuff that I do is tech oriented. So those are kind of like my target niche companies uh, are yeah. there at that stage at that point. And how I plan to do that and how I've seen success this week, I saw it come back is venture capitalists, investors, creating mm -hmm. relationships with them because they're more often than not, they're advising these companies to get into these rounds and these seed yeah. rounds and things of that nature. And so right. this week uh, I had a climate tech company through the uh, venture capitalist that, that came in and then she is approaching about an all encompassing solution about around their website, content strategy and design. So that's kind of the, the focal point that we're working on to try to 10 exit, if you will, is yeah. instead of just offering the development costs, but now we have development design, but most importantly, a content strategy that's going to make your website work and make companies money because yeah. nobody cares what technology you and I might like to talk about the technology, but nobody cares about a technology. They care about, you know, making money. And then from an application perspective as well, obviously there's a lot of money in those types of proposals. 
hundred percent. And so uh, that's a, that's definitely a good strategy. I mean, for us, we like to look at it as, you know, where's the best arbitrage opportunity. And if you're focusing on venture capitalists, you work with venture capitalists, you're working in a specific niche with their companies and their portfolio that gives you more arbitrage because you're so niche and they only want to come to you and you get better premiums on the work and all this stuff. So I think that's a good strategy. I'm assuming that you're older than 20. What would, what's one thing you wish you knew when you were 20? Oh, Oh, that is a really good question. One thing I wish I knew when I was 20. Well, that um, university life and being in the frat wasn't all encompassing. Uh, (laughs) That's one thing. But I think the most important part is the amount of resources and tools available that you can teach yourself online and, and to learn. And I guess, you know, for my age and growing up that that was still relatively new to give myself a break. But you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, so I, I think I wish I would have known my internal competition a little bit more. You know, I was a sports broadcaster for a couple of years out of college. That's what I went really? to school for. Yeah. Wow. So That's super I cool. actually worked at a radio and that was a dream of mine as a kid. So it, it's a good question. Like, I wish I knew that at, at 20, but at the same time, like if I had never gone out and tried the the radio broadcasting, the sports broadcasting, then I'd be sitting here telling you, I wish I would have went out and tried that. So. Yeah. <laughs> So it's a great question, uh, but I think the number one thing I would give 20-year-old self advice is, you know, what is it that drives you? I think I was too preoccupied with, you know, girls, booze, and just being in college to be just to be blunt. I mean, that's just what it was. I know. It it makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. And so uh, any book recommendations you'd recommend to the audience? Are you reading business book recommendations? Yes, I am an avid reader. I absolutely oh, love it. Nice. I'll, I, uh, social impact is a big thing that I do. But in terms oh. of like a business book that I think is really, really, really interesting that I think you should do. I mean, number one, Simon Sinek, Start With Why, I mm-hmm. think is a, is a really good one to have. Give and Take by Adam Grant is one that mm-hmm. I don't think as many people know of or read. And that one is a fantastic because it's it's talks all about how givers tend to be more successful in business in their careers than takers and also Mm -hmm. matchers is a third thing so matchers lucas is something that you do where you have a great job with this platform where you're able to match agency owners together and they create partnerships right because you're giving all that value but i think that book is give and take by adam grant is is a really nice book to kind of learn the value of providing value and how that in the long run gives you an advantage which is especially true in this day and age yeah, this was a jab, 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 right hook. That's the other one. Yeah. I haven't read that one. It's actually sitting there on my my tabletop, but I haven't read it yet. Um, I think I got it for Christmas for someone one, one year, but I kind of, you know, it's like there's certain books you feel like you just know what it's going to be about from the title. Yeah. And I think that's kind of one of them where I feel like Gary Vee is just going to tell me for, you know, an hour and a half that I need to give a ton of value to people. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be like, guys, you have to really, really go and just, just produce so much content. You know, he's yeah. just, so intense it's it it's is hard. my favorite was this tiktok rant and he had uh, like oh months back oh, you mean man. where it's like if i was if i what was the one where he's like i'd rather have my arms and legs chopped off or something do you hear that one yeah yeah That's right <laughs> it was like uh <laughs> it was like um you know something about like even if his arms and legs were chopped off i'd still be hustling or something like yeah that. just super intense i don't know i just, just this way is the place more. you need to be yeah yeah i'm like gotta whoa get guy come on it's not that intense but there's a lot of hustle culture out there so i mean i guess i kind of have to i can't i'd be a bit hypocritical to say that i'm not part of that because i definitely push that a lot but i think that i definitely think that there is a for me there's a rationale which is 
I truly believe that part of the reason I'm a capitalist as opposed to maybe not implementing entrepreneurial activities to spur change is because I think that the world is run by capitalists. That's my worldview. And I think that, you know, the only way to really make any change is to probably get involved and then try to change it because otherwise we're just going to be protesting and maybe not get anything done. I would like to do both. I think both are very important, but I think like, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, it, it, it's really easy to ignore the protesters too, where someone who has money is just like paying them off and says, Hey, like, let's just get this thing out of the way, you know? And that's, yeah. that's the problem It's like money can, money can quell a lot of stuff. And I think you kind of need both to make any sort of sizable impact. So anyways, that's my rant, but thank you so much for being on the show. Will, uh, is there anything you want to share with the audience about, chest tech and anything else? Yeah. I mean, I would just say from a business case in perspective for, for that headless CMS and that modern tech technology thing is, you know, the whole world is about conversions on websites and conversion rate optimization. And there's a, a lot of independent studies out there, especially from, you know, Netlify and Forrester and whatnot about how the ROI and conversion rates and, and money is made via these static site generators and utilizing cloud hosting. So if you're a a digital agency owner, a marketing agency, and you're looking to kind of get a new perspective on kind of websites and generating kind of money for your clients, then I encourage you to reach out to me and have a conversation. And then also, I am always looking for uh, agencies, especially in the email marketing space, maybe even a little bit social media marketing as well to network with, because that's a, a product I would love to kind of be able to have people in my pocket that I can refer to as well. And then if you're interested in uh, podcast hosting, production, editing, and you know, outsourcing any of that to help grow brands. That's a, that's a service that we provide as well, but always happy to have a conversation with people. So I would say that's a, that's the one thing that I can add here uh, at the end. Well, thank you so much, Will, for being on the show. Uh, anybody who's listening, feel free to reach out to him. If you are looking for any headless CMS needs, I have to say it's a great niche to be involved in. And so if you are an agency, specifically, I think if you're an agency that does e-commerce, but doesn't offer the solution. I, yeah, I just yeah. Closed, a, closed a deal this afternoon and she literally came to me because she was like, I, I see all these stats about how your conversion rate goes up and you get more sales and your cart abandonment yeah. rate declines and... It definitely is true. I mean, I'm even thinking about it for the apps that I build. If I had to literally every single time click on another page and load it every single time, the user experience would be horrible. So um, I definitely agree with that. But definitely reach out to Will. Sounds like he's had great success so far with his agency focused on social entrepreneurship, giving back to the community with a great tech-focused company. So thank you very much for listening to the show. As always, if you'd like to join our membership please feel free to go to agencygo.io and sign up today. Thank you so much, Will. Appreciate it. Lucas, thanks so much for having me on. You can find me at cheshtech.com. Connect with me on LinkedIn at William Cheshire. But uh, thanks for doing all the work that you do, Lucas.